Well, back here with another Preps podcast. It's the start of the high school football season, and Kyle Nedrimp here, uh, joined by Logan Hunt of the Mick Network. And uh, Logan, I uh, hope you had a great summer, and uh, and football's here. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, summer was great, but you gotta love when the when the leaves start changing colors. Okay. It gets a little cooler out. Need a need a hoodie. Need to get to a bonfire. Gotta love this time of year. I love it too. And uh, you know, we're gonna be talking. Uh, kind of a lot of Central Indiana football uh, here, and, and of course Logan, uh, working for the Mick Network, sees a lot of teams, a lot of the top teams in the state, uh, just covering that conference alone. So we're going to dive into some of those teams, you know, as well as some of the other uh, kind of highlighted teams in the in the area. And uh, Logan, just to kind of start out, and it's kind of a, a you know not only a question about the Mick, but but just kind of six A in general. Uh, in central Indiana, I kind of went out this uh, the, the, up to the start of the season, went out to the top ten teams and watched practice and and those sorts of things. And to me, uh, it, it's kind of hard to get a read on just who the best team is. I mean, you could throw a lot of names out there, uh, even teams outside the MIC uh, who who might you, you might consider even like a New Pal, even though they're five A. Uh, in your opinion, I'll put you on the spot already. <laughs> I mean, who who is the team to beat? Do you think? I mean, who's who, if you're looking at this thing. Uh, kind of blank canvas as we get started here. Who who do you think's the team to beat? Who would you single out? Yeah, I, I think going into it, uh, the, the team that looks the best on paper for sure would be you know the Carmel Greyhounds returning fourteen starters. You have the number one player in the state in Cole Brevard. Uh, you bring back Tillon Downing, Zach White, add John Rogers to the mix as well. I mean they they have a lot of guys and a great tradition there of winning. Uh, that you know the Greyhounds are going to be there, especially uh, being on that north side of the bracket for one more year. They have a good chance of finding their way to Lucas Oil Stadium, so you you can never count them out. They have a lot of experience. Uh, It it feels like the the Greyhounds might be the team to beat, but I don't think it's a runaway by any means. Yeah, to me, I think, you know, obviously we knew 2017, you know, Ben Davis, we knew about Mm -hmm. that senior class since they were freshmen, you know, coming up. You know, last year, and Warren almost beat Ben Davis in, in the in the tournament. So then you turn around the next year. Warren's got all had all those juniors coming back as seniors: David Bell, Ramir Elliott, uh, Jaden George. You know, the, the, a lot of that defense uh, coming back. They were the team to beat. Both those teams were undefeated all the way through. Won the state championship. I'm not sure this year we have a team that that's going to make a run completely all the way. I would be surprised anyway to see a team go undefeated and win the state title this year just based off how balanced it appears to be. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I don't think we're going to see an undefeated champ or, or even a, maybe even a one-loss champ. I mean, I think, I think we're going to see some teams really uh, hash it out with each other, especially like we talked about in the MIG. I think, I think uh, a lot of people are, are, are coming to the top. You see a lot of really good talent. When you went out, I'm sure, saw was in those top ten teams, and we even talked about some teams outside of the MIC, uh, like Brownsburg and Avon, that are right there with them all. I mean, they, these are some big, strong, talented teams, and there is no clear-cut favorite, I don't believe. And I agree with you. I had, uh, in our top ten, I had Carmel ranked number one uh, based off what they have coming mm-hmm. back. I think that's going to be a team that, that that's going to give people a lot of problems uh, as the year goes along. I know they're looking to... You know, probably play a little bit more uh, open uh, style this year and try to you know spread the field a little bit more than they have in the past. And uh, they have two really good running backs coming back, uh, Dylan Downing and Zach White. They were both over a thousand yards last year, and, and also Rogers, who who is coming in this year, he's going to have a chance to uh, you know to make some hay. John Rogers, he's only a junior, and then uh, Christian Williams on the outside. Yep. You know, they've got some some really good playmakers. You mentioned Cole Brevard. Of course, Ty Wise is back as well, and uh, and Dominic Pageant, another guy. He had 100 tackles last year uh, at linebacker. So, you know, to me, and you mentioned it too, kind of an odd situation. They'll be, 
uh, coming again from the north side of the bracket this year and then next year because of a lot of other things going on. They, they bounce down to the <laughs> south into Brownsburg's uh, Brownsburg-Avon sectional next year. Uh, so they'll come from the southern route. You know, people are always asking for that to happen, and that's going to happen next year. Uh, so that Carmel team, I think, you know, things set up fairly well for them, and we'll find out pretty early. They play Trinity, uh, Louisville Trinity, right off the bat. Uh, so I think we'll find out a lot about them early in the year. Um, just, just you know, week three they play uh, uh, Center Grove in what should be a great game. So I don't think, you know, I, again, they a lot of talent. John Hebert does a great job with that program. Uh, but again, I don't. I don't know. They are number one, I think, in my mind, but but probably not a clear number one. No, absolutely. I, it, it, there there are there are a lot of really good teams. Center Grove, Brownsburg, Avon. You talked about even like New Pal and Five A, and just how dominant that program has been. Uh, there is no clear cut favorite like we saw Ben Davis, like we saw with Warren Central. Grands are going to have to scrap to to really get it done and, and right out the gate too. But the good thing in Indiana, the regular season doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's going to be uh, it's going to come down to the tournament. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Center Grove too. They're they're a team I think, and I cannot wait for that week two game when they play at home against New Pal. You know mm-hmm. that that was kind of one of the huge games last year. New Pal beat them thirty one to nine. Uh, I think probably snuck out, up on them a little bit and then handed it to them uh, on the field that night. Uh, Center Grove had a couple key guys out that game, but uh, they won't be overlooking anybody <laughs> this uh, this time around. And I can't wait for that game to happen. But Center Grove, in your opinion, what are, you know? I think we know Carson Steele and what he brings to the table. Uh, what do you like about this team as as uh, you look at them going into the season? Well, I, I think for me, a lot of people point straight to Carson Steele. I'm going to point to the offensive line, where they have three guys that are really strong with uh, Ethan Crow, Drew Stimel, and Josh Piper, a couple two-year starter. starters, an all-state center. I mean, this is a big, experienced offensive line that's coming back that's going to make it even easier for Carson Steele to you know run over some more guys. Yeah. Uh, and get to that second level. I mean, I, I think that's obviously where the strength is. But they're big on the defensive side of the ball, too. They have some big defensive linemen. Caden Curry's back, going to have had a great freshman season, maybe one of the one of the best freshmen mm-hmm. in the whole state last year, coming back for a sophomore year. Austin Booker, another big guy on the, off, on the defensive line. Uh, Gabe Boyd's kind of rounding out that linebacking core for him as well. Uh, I really like the size that Center Groves brings all piled around Carson Steele running the football. And, and kind of a secret right now is Taven Jackson, uh, their sophomore quarterback. I, I got a chance to see him a little bit in their, their inter-squad scrimmage. And, man, he is a he's a dynamite <laughs> athlete. And I tell you, he's he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I know at Center Grove, they run that wing tee. There's not a whole lot of uh, improvising uh, within that <laughs> offense. But he's a guy, if you want to throw the ball deep, he can throw it deep. I mean, he's got, he's got a lot of ability to scramble and get away from people. Uh, in the run game, uh, so I think right now a lot of people know at Center Grove already know how talented he is. I think the state's about to find out as well this season. Absolutely, we got we got a little look at him last year when he was just a freshman throwing the ball around a little bit. Coach Moore let us see uh, Taven Jackson in some games where he would come in and, and and have some maneuvering. But now he's a sophomore; it's his team. He's gotten even bigger. He's gotten even stronger. I mean, we say he's what, it's about six three, six four mm-hmm. now. Uh, long legs can really really agile. Uh, and like you said, he can throw the football, too. I think we're going to see him carry the ball a few more times than we saw Jackson Moore carry mm-hmm. last year for Center Grove. And that adds another element to take some heat off of, of Carson Steele, too, mm-hmm. uh, within that offense. He's also the younger brother of, of Trace Jackson Davis, uh, last year's Mr. Basketball at Center Grove. I think people probably know that, but uh, just to remind people, and he's he's a number one fan of little brother, I can tell you that <laughs> much. So uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing you know Center Grove 
uh, throughout the year. Like we said, they open up uh, against Warren Central uh, at Warren Central. Uh, Logan, that was a game last year in the in the tournament. You know, Senator Grove almost had them beat uh, in the semi state and won. You know, basically a couple plays away from pulling that off. So. Uh, always a fun opener, though, to to see those teams uh, Friday night. I know you'll uh, see that one. I'll see that that game. And, and uh, again, it's it's kind of been the highlighted game on the schedule the last few years in the opener. Right. You. I mean, it's weird seeing a conference opener like that, but Center Grove and Warren Central kind of trademarked it so far. And we talked to Coach Moore earlier in the year, and he said, you know, it's the return to the scene of the crime. We're eight <laughs> inches away. I mean, that that's all Center Grove's been talking about is is getting back to Warren Central coming right back here to Warrior Stadium as well. That's going to be a tough match mentally for Center Grove to get over, but I think they're going to be pretty pretty jacked up for it. It'll be a little warmer than it was last time they played each other <laughs> uh, out here, the, I guess two weeks before Thanksgiving. Uh, so that'll be a big game on, on Friday night. Uh, another one, you know, as we kind of bounce through the teams here a little bit, uh, Brownsburg, I had them uh, fourth on the list in our top ten, which included all classes. Uh, going into the season, you know, I think they are a team. Probably this is John Hart's best, most talented team so far at Brownsburg. Uh, it's a group that I think, from you know, if you look at the starters on both sides of the ball, I think maybe matches up better with a Mick team than they have, uh, you know, in the past few years, probably ever, uh, really at Brownsburg. And they will get a chance right off the bat. They play Ben Davis. I think this is maybe the possibly the most intriguing game of, of any game, just because you have the. Uh, interconference uh, game, you know, the teams that don't normally necessarily play each other. Uh, I do remember last time Ben Davis played Brownsburg in the in the sectional, <laughs> Ben Davis just, just mopped the floor with them. <laughs> uh, but I think this, talent-wise, this is going to be a better matchup than that one. I, I'm not even sure if Brownsburg's not the favorite going into this game. Uh, ben Easter's at quarterback, who just committed to Kansas here about yep. two weeks ago. Uh, Donnie Marcus at running back, and a really good, really good defense uh, this year for Brownsburg. Uh, but it's also a team you can't quite trust them because you know last time we saw them, thirty-eight nothing loss right. at Avon in the sectional, and believe me, that number's <laughs> been uh, on John Hart's mind, and he communicates that to his team quite often. So, uh, to me, Logan, I think this may be the most interesting matchup just to see. All right, how good is Brownsburg? Is Ben Davis, you know, able to come back three and seven last year? A lot of those guys return on, on both sides of the ball. If their offensive line comes together, uh, they've got some good weapons on that Ben Davis offense. Absolutely, Ben, da- ben Davis ha- has uh, a lot, a lot of weapons still there, and, and it, was, it was a team that has taken kind of the, the accountability side of things. Uh, it reminds you of a lot of Virginia basketball a couple years ago uh, when they lose to a 16 seed. It's all about you know being accountable for what it was, and they know three and seven isn't good enough in Ben Davis football uh, record books. I mean, they they know they have to come back. Trick Gibson has another year under his belt. They have a couple guys really that can. I can rush rush you out of, out of the stadium with uh, Tres Cushenberry and Elijah on Hassel. Those are two playmakers outside. Uh, not to mention Daylon Carnell, who's yes. going to be an absolute stud uh, if not this year, but years to come. At Ben Davis, uh, their defense led by Capone Powell, Jalen Dobson in the back, uh, AJ Moore. I mean Malik Timberley. The, the names go on. The guys receiving interest from the next level keep going on. They have talent there. Coach Simmons now has had a whole off season with the Giants. I expect Ben Davis to, to find their way kind of back to the top. Uh, it's all going to go by Trent Gibson, though. Uh, last year, he had a few too many turnovers, and he'd be the first to tell you that as well. And so if he cuts down on that, if he can lead this offense, I think Ben Davis is going to be tough to beat. But you talked about Brownsburg. I mean, that, that's a team that a lot of people thought could have gone to state last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we thought we were going to see Brownsburg and, and maybe Warren Central in a semi-state matchup, that's how good Brownsburg was. There's talks of them taking on even Center Grove and Region. I mean, it, 
they were that good, and Avon got in the way again for them. Yeah. So uh, you, you just never know. But the two very talented teams, like you said, maybe a kind of a marquee matchup to see where those two teams really are, are kind of at right now. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm really you know curious to see because, like you said, the Trent uh, Gibson, uh, the the quarterback for for Ben Davis, you know, having talked to him a, a couple weeks ago. You, you know, you forget he rushed for about 700 yards last year. I mean, he put up really good numbers. The turnovers were definitely a problem uh, for him especially. And uh, Ben Davis defensively just at times just gave up a lot of big plays last year. And I think those types of things uh, will be cleaned up. When I talked to Jason Simmons, he mentioned the same thing you did. Hey, you know, now we've had a full year of having these kids kind of understand what's expected. You know, and I think that's a big deal. I mean, even when you go from – you know, Kirshner to Simmons, you know, you wouldn't think there'd be that much of a of a of a, a learning experience, but you lose so many guys that you kinda have to kind of rebuild the culture a little bit. And I think it's understandable that it took took a year for that to happen. And they weren't you know, you say three and seven, they they were not a three and seven team uh in reality. I mean they they were better than that. And I think we'll see the record uh, turnover a little bit this year for the Giants. But a very tough opener and I'm you know, like I said, very curious to see how that game goes. Uh, right out of the bat. And uh, Logan, another team, you know, we may not know a ton about yet, and they play at Lucas Oil Stadium on, on Friday night, and the first game of a, of a uh, doubleheader is North Central. And they play Fishers uh, at 6 o'clock, the first game on Friday night, and then North Columbus North plays Avon uh, in the second game there on Friday night. But, you know, North Central is a team that kind of different than last year – most of their guys coming back are on defense. They have seven starters back on defense. They were great on offense last year. Uh, and Kevin O'Shea has a reputation for being a, a guy who knows how to get things done on offense. Uh, and he's, you know, I think they're going to, offense is going to maybe take a little bit of time to, to get going. But I'm really curious to see how the Panthers look this year. Last year was sort of a Cinderella uh, team. I mean, you didn't expect it to happen. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're, right there playing with Warren Central in the regional and uh, giving them all they could handle one nine games first winning season and forever uh so I, I you know really can the North Central keep it going I guess is the question now yeah that was a question I asked uh, coach O'Shea during the McNair media day and he said well if you know how let me know all right <laughs> <laughs> how do you sustain the success and and I, I, it seems like they, they lost a lot, but when you go back and look, they still have a lot of talent still there, especially on the defensive side of the ball, like you mentioned with Michael Brown there. And a guy really like Cameron Brown on the defensive line, absolute disruptor for the Panthers. I mean, they have some good linebacking core as well. They got their corners back with Theron Johnson as well as Deshaun Hunter. I mean, these, these are guys that can really play. Offensively, you already kind of alluded to it. Uh, Kevin O'Shea is an offensive mastermind. Uh, I think he'll find a way to put points up on the board. It may not be like how it was last year when you had someone like Liam Thompson uh, at at the quarterback spot and Trayvon Elliott outside, but they still have a guy that I really like, Richard Hamilton Mm -hmm. there. Uh, He's an absolute playmaker on the outside, an absolute stud. He's a guy that's going to that's going to really make some big-time plays for him, I think, when, when they need it most. He's kind of a prime-time player for him. So I think North Central isn't going to take a, as big a step back as some people may think. I think they're, they're, they aren't going to quite be what they were last year, but that offense is going to figure out a way to score for sure. And with David Smith at the running back position as well, Kevin O'Shea is going to get that team rolling. I still had them in my top ten. And, I, and Fishers, I think, is a team, too. Uh, based off the history of, of Rick Wimmer and, and kind of what they've done there, they were only four and seven last year, and mostly because their offense really struggled. Uh, but three of those losses they had were by a touchdown or less. Uh, the offensive line is, is almost comes back almost completely intact, and the defense, uh, Jeffrey Brown comes back a linebacker. He had a ton of tackles last year, and their kicking game is really solid. So 
I think that's going to be a really, really good game, uh, the mm-hmm. opener there. North Central handled them twice last year uh, relatively easily, so I think Fishers will have some uh, motivation uh, to kind of get back at them. And if they can, they need to find a quarterback, I know, and, and you know, there's some things that Fishers has to, to figure out, but North Central does too. So it's kind of two yeah. teams kind of uh, maybe finding their way a little bit in that first game on uh, on Friday night. Uh, Logan, one of the teams, as we kind of bounce around the 6A and a lot of mixed schools I know we're talking about, but... Probably Lawrence North is is maybe the team I'm even more curious about than anybody you know any, any other team, and they play Perry Meridian on Friday should be a win you would think for the Wildcats, but but looking on into the future, just kind of the kind of that team in general, you know they they've got a lot of guys coming back, and, and I'm really impressed uh, with Donovan McCulley, their their junior quarterback, who kind of took over last year and had a few huge games. Um, you know, and I think he can do even more in the run game than he did last year uh, with his size and speed and athleticism. It's just a matter of, of kind of putting it all together, and they've kind of uh, kind of built this offense around him a little bit, and, and they're going to spread it out a little bit more. They used to be wing T, and they're, <laughs> apparently they're going to uh, not be wing T, and they're going to they're going to spread more this year, uh, and we'll see how that looks, but. You know, to me, this looks like a team, and it may not. You know, Lawrence North has, has been better than their record shows a lot of these years under Pat Mallory. You know, can they kind of turn the corner this year? Yeah, that and that is the the golden question right there. We had a matchup last year with Lawrence North about week three, uh, with Lawrence North playing, and the first two weeks they ran wing T, and all of a sudden we saw Donald McCauley jump, yeah. jump back into the shotgun, <laughs> and you know, every person in the press box going, "Huh? What's, right. you know, <laughs> what's going on here? This that Coach Mallory down there on the sideline? I mean." Yeah, they'd run the wing tee for so long, and then they kind of stumbled upon Donovan McCauley, and, and he took over the quarterback in and, and has never looked back since. I mean, he's a guy who's gotten more vocal. Uh, I think he has better leadership abilities this year as well, just being an upperclassman uh, at the school. Uh, he's a guy that, that we know has the arm. We know have the he has the accuracy, he has the vision. Uh, I really like the change to kind of spreading it out for him and letting him make some plays. And he's not the only guy there that can, that can make plays for Lawrence North as well. Offensively, they're kind of loaded. Yeah, Keyshawn Smith is another name to know. Uh, senior running back, and, and I took got a chance to talk to him at practice, and he is uh, a high-motor uh, type of guy, and, and he's, a, he's definitely a leader too. Uh, and he's not afraid to, to say what needs to be said. And I think that's a good sign when you have guys who have been in your program like that who kind of take ownership uh, that's when you know you can really kind of make some headway. So Lawrence North, they were three and seven last year, and I think a big you know question mark for them: can they beat Lawrence Central? You know they haven't done it in forever, uh, and they'll get a chance to do that. That'll be a, a game at Lucas Oil Stadium, actually. Uh, I think it's was week, week three, three, week three, I believe. Yes, and uh, so and Lawrence Central, a team. Again, while we're on the topic of, of Lawrence uh, schools, they they're, they have a lot of question marks as well. Uh, Jason Graves comes in at quarterback, but uh, not a not a ton of experience. Uh, Devarin Rainier at, at outside linebacker, kind of he played some safety, some linebacker last year. Is definitely a talented guy, uh, but a lot of question marks about this team, Logan, uh, and how John Rodenberg's team will do in his second year there at LC. Yeah, I think that's the key because Coach Rodenberg's second year. First year, he was getting used to Indianapolis, getting used to the area, uh, coming over from Cincinnati, and now he's had a full year under his belt. He's cleared out a lot of the coaching staff as well and brought in a lot of new assistant coaches he's really excited about when we talk to him. And uh, I think Lawrence Central is definitely a team that last year had John Lewis at quarterback, had some really good receivers. Now John Lewis back at safety. You mentioned Jason Graves in there. We'll see how talented he is now with with uh, uh, some some different a different unit now at Lawrence Central. Uh, not to mention they have a guy by the name of Elijah ha- uh, Gaskin mm-hmm. that I, I really like watching. He's a guy, if he gets into open space, is really tough to tackle. He's a big-time playmaker as well. 
The defense is real strong for Lawrence Central, but for both of these teams, I think it comes down to week three. Ever can kind of win that rivalry game between the others, really going to catapult them into the year. And the other one may have a tough time rebounding because the expectations are both pretty high for both of these Lawrence schools. Yeah, it's, it seems like they just have not. Lawrence North, that is, just they've been in some really close games with LC here, especially lately, and just haven't been able to quite get over the hump and, and be able to beat their rivals. Uh, in the in that big game, so I think this will be a year. Maybe you might even favor uh, Lawrence North slightly to win that game, uh, just based what off off kind of what we know going in and, and have seen in the preseason a little bit. So uh, that'll be interesting. And also, uh, you know, we didn't touch on Avon. That that's a team, uh, Logan, that that is really you know had Brownsburg's number. You know, like we said, yeah. the last I think four of the last five years. Uh, they beat Brownsburg in the sectional. Uh, I would consider this to to maybe be a team that. Uh, might be under the radar slightly this year just because of what they lost from last year. Uh, you know, Samson James isn't around anymore. Uh, Jalen Peterson, who was such a big-time playmaker for him last year, just just really got – it's a guy we didn't even know much about going into the season, uh, became uh, a huge uh, part of their offense. But uh, Henry Hessen's back at quarterback. Uh, you got guys like Nathaniel James on defense, who seems like he's been around forever. Uh, Blake Fisher on the offensive line is, a, is just a massive uh, human, <laughs> human being. And, and uh, going to Notre Dame, a uh, really, really talented guy. So it's not like they don't have the pieces. I think Mark Bless maybe does the best coaching job year in and year out of just about anybody. Uh, so I think by the time, this may be a team, Avon, that, that it may take a little bit of time. But I think by the end of the year, mm-hmm. when they're playing Brownsburg again in the sectional, <laughs> which probably will happen, uh, will be a team that's going to be really tough to beat. Yeah, I, I really like uh, Henry Heston as well. I thought even last year as a young quarterback, he did such a good job commanding the offense. And we know that he had a lot of help, had had a lot of guys to throw to, and had Samson James in the backfield. But it's a guy who really had got thrown into the fire right away with a team that was expected to win, and, and that's exactly what they did. I, I, I think he has a really strong arm, really accurate as well, good frame. I think he's a guy that's going to be playing at the next level for sure. And I mentioned Coach Mark Bless. I mean, one of the best there is in the business in the state of Indiana. It seems like Day in and day out, he, he finds a way to get his team uh, further and further in the tournament. So uh, definitely a team with size. Their front seven can contend with anybody in the state. So uh, a team to look out for. And like you mentioned with Avon and Brownsburg, it's kind of the same as, as when you look at some other teams down the line where it, if you get past that game, uh, your season either goes up or it drops way down. So uh, that that's just what's going to be for everyone. Their their biggest competitor is definitely going to be Brownsburg. And, and should uh, you know should kind of mention as we uh, you know kind of go through this that the the sectionals uh, will look different from year over year again because of the uh, basically because Elkhart the schools yeah. El- Elkhart schools will combine uh, after this year. So that that kind of changes everything around a little bit. Uh, you know, you'll have uh, Carmel, like we said, going from the southern, northern to the southern half of the bracket in, two, in 2020. Uh, Zionsville uh, goes back to being a 5A team after after playing in 6A this year. Uh, so some some kind of some oddities uh, in the sectional uh, from year over year. The, the two year cycle basically is is when they realign everything. Uh, but but it will change, you know, because of you know basically because of the Elkhart when they will do their switch, uh, you know, for their consolidation. So that'll make things a little bit different uh, in uh, 2020 than it is this year, uh, you know. But Logan, I think it looks it looks to me like I think, you know, because there was all the controversy about uh, Ben Davis and Warren being in the same sectional last time they did the realignment. To me, the the alignment this year. 
uh, you know, makes it a little bit more balanced. I think. I think every every section looks to be a little mm-hmm. bit more balanced as far as talent goes, and the geography of it makes more sense this year. So I I kind of like the way it sets up. You know, going into this season. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it, it balances out a little more. I mean, it, it's tough to it's it, it's tough to make sense of an east side and west side school being in the same sectional. I mean, that, that's tough to convince anybody. And now. Uh, you knew what you knew with the new alignment coming. That probably Ben Davis or Warren Central is going to be dropped down to that other sectional with uh, Tech Southport and Perry and, and it happened to turn out to be Ben Davis. And now North Central's down there with Warren Central and the mm-hmm. Lawrence schools. So you have four Mick teams in one sectional, and uh, Ben Davis on the other side as well. So it, it definitely makes sense geographically, at least. Yeah, and you have uh, you know just to kind of go through in sectional three, Noblesville actually goes all the way up to sectional three to play with three Fort Wayne schools: of Snyder, Homestead, and Carroll. And then in sectional four, uh, you've got Carmel, Fishers, Westfield, and HSE. Those are both northern half uh, sectionals. In uh, sectional five, like we mentioned, Brownsburg, Avon, Zionsville, and Pike. And Pike a team Logan we didn't talk much about, but uh, they'll have Pat Echeverria coming back. He's the former Zionsville coach, former assistant at Pike, and he's a alum uh, for the Red Devils. And they, you know they're they're a team again. You know you look at that sectional, and you know if Pike can put it together, they have some good players on that team. Uh, Tyrell Sanders is definitely a guy who's who's done it before. Actually, thirteen starters coming back total. Yeah. Uh, so it's a team that maybe you know only went one and nine last year, but they you know had some close games. Uh, gave up a lot of points though. They, they're going to have to get better on the defensive side of the ball. But uh, when you when you think about Pike, you think about good athletes and good skill position guys, and they have some of those type of players this year. Yeah, for sure they do. And you mentioned with Coach Etchby in there, it's it, it, it's kind of a different culture. And we say that a lot, but these players are really happy. Uh, to kind of get a new start, and, and they're looking forward to, to trying to win some ball games this year. They don't want to just compete. They want to win. Uh, they want to be in them, like you said, at the end. They've had a lot of players come out into their camps. They've had a lot of good talent around. Uh, Coach X seems really excited about what this team can put together, and he thinks they're going to be really strong defensively this year. I think that's kind of where, where they're going to be, and they're going to play a little different style of play uh, with their strength being on the defensive side, not the offensive side, which typically is kind of what we see at Pike. But defensively, right. they're supposed to be strong, and and they're looking forward to what should be a better year than last year. And Zionsville, you know, playing this year in 6A, I got a chance last year to see him play New Pal in the, uh, I think it was this, was it the sectional or the regional? Mm-hmm. I think it was a sectional championship game. And they they, uh, they have a running back named Colin Price, who's only a sophomore. Uh, he will be a name to know uh, in the future. And uh, will be a handful, you know, not only this year, but when they go back to 5A next year, uh, he'll be really tough for, for Zionsville. So that's a team this, to, to look out for in that sectional. And they're in there with uh, teams they'll see. Uh, they play all three of those teams they'll see in the sectional in uh, sectional five. And then sectional six, Ben Davis, Southport, Perry, and Tech. Definitely a better situation for Ben Davis than yeah. uh, than they had before. And you mentioned uh, sectional seven, Warren, Lawrence North, LC, and North Central. And then sectional eight, Center Grove down there in sectional eight. Franklin Central joins them uh, along with Columbus East and Columbus North. Columbus East moving up uh, from class 5A up to 6A now. And, uh, you know, they're a team that, that has always been tough, uh, you know, football-wise. Bob Gaddis does a great job coaching that uh, program. So uh, some tough, some tougher teams may be in there in sectional eight than, than had been before. And uh, Franklin Central will see if they can kind of bounce back from uh, what was a tough year last year, their first in the, the HCC. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of things to watch there in 6A. Uh, Logan, as we look at these games on Friday, 
Uh, anything else that sticks out to you? you? You have, you know, we mentioned some of the bigger games on the schedule. Carmel goes to Louisville Trinity. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned that one. Uh, and also LC's at HSE uh, in the mid. Cathedral goes to Noblesville, which is interesting. Um, you know, in Southport, Round Collie is always a good rivalry game. What, what kind of, you know, what when you think about uh, week one, what kind of stands out to you? No, definitely the Lord Central HSC game is one I'm looking forward to. I think that was at Lucas Oil last year, and LC had the lead for the majority of the time. HSC came back and took it from them at the end, and LC kind of did the same thing where they were up even in their second game where they lost to Bishop Chittard and started out 0-2 and felt like two games they should have won. I want to see how Lawrence Central is going to start this year because uh, it was a game last year that I think they feel like they let slip away. So that's definitely a big-time game, and uh, obviously the one that comes to mind is the McNetwork game of the week, Warren Central Center Grove. I yeah. mean, that... If you're not if you're not keeping tabs on that game, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, yeah. these are two teams that go head to head, first game of the year every single year, uh, at least for the past couple of years. And when you got a guy like Carson Steele going up against someone like Randy Wells for Warren Central, I mean, it, it's it's sure to be a classic. We didn't really talk much about Warren yet, actually. You know what what. Uh... I know you had a chance. I didn't get a chance to get out to the scrimmage. They played uh, Carmel on Friday night. Uh, kind of an interesting deal. Carmel normally just has an inter-squad scrimmage. Uh, they decided to play Warren this year. Warren had an opening there. And, uh, you know, you don't, you don't take a whole lot of, you know, it's not like that's a real game or anything, but it kind of gives you some idea. Uh, of course, Warren, you know, Roman Purcell ends up transferring out, goes to Indian Creek before the season. Uh, he was the guy you thought would be the, you know, kind of step in to be the quarterback, and he's not here. Uh, not there at Warren Central. What, what, you know, in your opinion, Randy Wells, uh, you know, he's a guy, again, that, that I was impressed with last year. And talking to Jason West, he called him the best football player in Indiana, you know, best all-around player. Uh, it'd be hard to argue. He punts. He's a backup <laughs> kicker. He does a little bit of everything uh, for that team, and he'll be playing running back this year. What do you think about Warren? I mean, what 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 are the expectations this year? What 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 do you think we'll see on Friday night when they play Center Grove? Yeah, I think I think Warren's still really tough defensively. I, that, that's a team that's still going to get after it defensively, specifically on their front line with uh, Marquise Cross and Keyshawn Parks, all those guys that uh, that have been there for a while. And the linebacking core, really strong. I, I really like their secondary, Javion Stanberry, Layal Warren. I mean, Willie Eaton, they have some guys out there that can flat-out ball. Uh, but offensively, where the question mark comes, you mentioned it. Roman Purcell's gone. Who's going to be the quarterback? What are they going to do? We saw Kobe Moore take some reps. We know Max Tavernier could step right in and, and take over that spot. So it's kind of a quarterback battle right now. Uh, Randy Wells definitely uh, a name to, to keep in mind, especially surrounding Warren Central. He's going to have probably a, a bulk of the offense put on his shoulders. But there's a lot of good receivers there as well. When Kobe Moore isn't quarterback, he's a tight end. He's a big target. Yeah, he is. Like 6'3", 220, and he's a big guy. Uh, Demarcus Brown, Derek Allen, uh, Travis Upshaw, Eli Price. They had some guys on the outside that have, that played a lot last year. A couple of them got hurt here and there. and uh, But they, they, they've played some varsity minutes, and the expectation is to win at Warren Central still. So... Uh, it, it, it comes down to kind of a quarterback spot. Who can who can command an offense? Who can't? Who won't make the most mistakes? Uh, but defensively, Warren Central is definitely sound. Yeah, I, th- I think this is a team. We you, know, you, you kind of joke it's a rebuilding year, and, and <laughs> rebuilding at Warren's different than it is in most places. You're still going to be seven you know, wins. Maybe. Yeah, you're, maybe you're on the fringe of, a, of going to the state championship. Even <laughs> yeah. you just never know. Uh, but. It's, it is going to take, you know, you have to, it's so important anymore to have a quarterback who can who can lead you in. We just don't know. I mean, it's not like those guys can't do it. We just haven't seen it yet. Correct. We just, we just don't know. 
so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. That may be my number one thing to, to watch for in that game on on Friday is is how that position looks for Warren. That that's a huge factor in how far they can go this year. And even if they lose this game, uh, do you see signs that that of progress? I guess is that some, I'm sure what Jason West is looking for. It's not the end of the world if you lose this game. Right, right. It definitely isn't. But now with how the new alignments uh, are, this is a game that Warren Central, if they were to win their sectional, could see Center Grove right. in regionals now instead yep. of semi-state. You'd get them you know, one year earlier. So uh, it's definitely, obviously you want to win every game. But like you said, it, it's not going to be the end of the world, especially with kind of the, the, the sudden loss of a quarterback uh, at the beginning of the, the year. I mean, these are guys who kind of thought they were backups. Kobe Moore didn't really think he was going to play quarterback. He was focusing more on tight end. And now has been thrown into uh, maybe a starting quarterback role. So, you know, these are high school guys. Uh, they love playing football, and they're going to they're gonna play well. And, and at Warren Central, you know, they're going to be able to throw the ball a little bit. But, uh, like you said, we just we just don't know what to expect. And, and I'm not sure the coaches at Warren Central know either. Right. And, and we haven't talked much about New Pal either. And if, yeah. if, if Center Grove goes and wins this game, and, and New Pal most likely will win their opener up at Kokomo, uh, the game of the year, as far as atmosphere-wise, <laughs> may be Center Grove hosting New Pal in Week 2. And I say that because you know New Pal beat them last year uh, handily, like I mentioned, uh, and they have a lot of guys coming. Charlie Spiegel is, is going to set the all-time rushing record uh, as high as he you know as high as he can <laughs> run this year. It could be up to ten thousand over ten thousand yards, and it probably would break the all-time record about Week Three, I would say, somewhere <laughs> in there. And, and so he's got. He's got a good chance to, to do some some really uh, historical things this year, but I will say I think I think I think Center Grove is going to be ready to play this time, and not that they weren't last year, but I think they were caught off guard a little bit by New Pal, uh, but they're going to want to get revenge on them. And New Pal, I think, is is again they're they're out to prove we can beat anybody, and, and I think this is their chance. They're one time on the schedule, even even if you win five A state. Uh, like they did last year, this is kind of their one chance to say, "Hey, we can, we can, yep. we can beat anybody." And uh, I think they kind of they take that to heart and uh, put everything they can into 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 winning that game. And credit Center Grove for even playing that game because they don't ha- they don't have to do that. But uh, I think it sets up for a great atmosphere in week two. And and again, New Pal, they're also looking for a new quarterback. They they have some holes to fill, uh, but you have Spiegel back. You have Maxim Hook in that secondary. Uh, you have Kyle King who led the state in sacks last year. Uh, so clearly, you've got some some talented players there in their system. They're so confident in what they do that they're beyond probably more than any team. Uh, they just know who they are. They don't they don't uh, uh, you know they don't miss tackles. They don't they don't uh, you know screw up you know off the blocks very often. Or you know, they just do, seem to do everything right. And uh, I, I'd love to see that game again this year and see how they do against Center Grove. Yeah, I, I would definitely like that as well. And like you said, I mean, hats off to, to Coach Moore and Center Grove for even scheduling that. They have one of the toughest schedules in state with, you know, New Pal and Cathedral as their two non-conference right. games. I mean, a lot of teams in the mix say our, our, our schedule's hard enough. You know, we don't, we don't need to go face the 5A state champs and another historically uh, strong team like Cathedral, but they're doing it. And uh, with New Pal, they finally got kind of a big, marquee, prestigious a team to face them like Center Grove, and they made the most of it, and they they put the state on on watch. That's mm-hmm. for sure, uh, in a in a convincing win, like you mentioned. So it's a team that's going to come back. But with Center Grove, uh, you know, you fool them once, that's fine, but you probably won't get fooled again. Now they've seen them, they know they know what they are, uh, and and it's going to be interesting to see, especially if they if they beat Warren Central Week One, 
Now New Pal goes down to Center Grove, mm-hmm. the Ray Skillman Stadium, and that atmosphere is going to be electric, that's for sure. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. And kind of running through, Logan, as we they look at some of the lower, uh, the, the the smaller classes, uh, you know, I think New Pal definitely is, is a defending state champs in 5A. You know, they're the team to beat, clearly, but, you know, that's a, that's a good class. You know, around the area, Cathedral, they were 6-6 six and six last year, uh, saw their long winning streak in the sectional end. I think it was 35 games. Uh, Decatur Central beat them, and uh, and Decatur Central, another team under Kyle Enright, they were twelve and two. Like you said, played in that state championship game against New Pal and played. I thought played them tough. You know, it was twenty eight fourteen, but they were right in that game. Uh, just couldn't quite get the offense uh, going enough. And uh, and Charlie Spiegel made a great run at the end of the half that kind of put put New Pal over the top. Uh, but they got Kenny Tracy coming back. Uh, not a lot of uh, of returning experience around him, other than Jordan Miles at defensive end, who's going to Air Force. Uh, but Decatur Central, one of those teams that, that uh, I thought kind of like uh, you know Mooresville last year, or they kind of got some good mojo going, got some confidence about them, and seemed to be a program that's headed in the right direction. Uh, they're in five A again with Cathedral, the same sectional, and they could see New Pal uh, on the southern half of that bracket. So five A is not a not a complete cakewalk at all for New Pal. No, no, not at all. I like I said, they're, Decatur Central probably them and Cathedral right now uh, going into the season with like the biggest the biggest targets for them uh, in terms of competition. But you just never know a five. But there's it seems like there's always a team that kind of pops up and catches everyone's eye. And then in four A, you've got four A to me always seems kind of like the wide open class uh, <laughs> in the, in the area. Last year you saw Mooresville, uh, like you said, they were a three win team last or two years ago. Uh, improved to eleven and two last year under Mike Gillen. Uh, they have they have Braden Evans back at receiver who's going to Ball State and a, a quarterback who's talented and Clyde Perry but doesn't have much experience so uh, they'll throw the ball that's what they do that's what Mike Gillen wants to do and I think they'll be good again and then Martinsville uh, Logan moves down from from five A down to four A and a team that's been knocking on the door in five A and keep losing to Bloomington South in the sectional maybe that move will get to Carter Whitson's team over the hump. Yeah, I gotta think it will be. Like I said, they they've been right there. We've talked about them a lot last year, and it's definitely a team that you know got got taken out by a little bit better of a program. And but they were they were right there, giving them a couple more years, and I think they might have been able to pull off a big win. So uh, Martinsville is definitely a team to to look out for. Uh, and moving down a class, uh, I really like the tradition factor and what's been implemented here by just say. And they, and Ron Colley also like uh, Martinsville moves back down to four A. Uh, because they had been playing up in the tradition factor and, and uh, moved back down now. So uh, Ron Colley will be uh, only 3-7 and seven last year, but a lot of guys coming back. Scott Marsh uh, always does a good job with that program. I think they're headed back, trending back up again like Ron Colley football normally does, and they'll be tough in 4A. And then 3A is absolutely loaded. And <laughs> all teams in the same sectional, you have West Lafayette, uh, Chittard, Burbuff, and Garen are all in the same sectional, uh, which is completely ridiculous. Not yeah. saying it's ridiculous because of, of uh, anything the HSA did. It's just ridiculous talent-wise, and all those teams are in the same sectional, in sectional 28. Uh, that will be a, a knockdown drag out. Kyle Adams for, uh, for, for West Lafayette. Probably any other year, uh, Charlie Spiegel is not around. He's yeah. he's probably a front runner for Mr. Football. Uh, he's already won state championship. His numbers are fantastic. Uh, so I'm, you know, Chittard, they're the real deal. They have a lot of guys coming back uh, in, in their starting lineup too, especially on offense. And they'll play Burbuff right out of the gate. So we'll get a chance to see, you know, kind of where those two programs are. And uh, in three A locally, uh, Logan looks really good again. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and you mentioned that you could flip a coin and pick any of those four and have a good bet of, of getting a state champ right there. I mean, when I think West Lafayette and Chittard might have just a little bit of an edge, but Burbuff were really strong. Same with Garmin. All these guys have, have some big-time talent. And it is, it's incredible to see all those guys all packed in at once. I mean, that's going to be a great sectional uh, atmosphere. And then 2A, uh, you know, Western Boone is back. They have uh, Spencer Wright back at quarterback for Justin Pelley. Uh, team that won state last year in 2A, and uh, they were undefeated last year. And Cecina was the team that really gave them a hard time, you know, played them tough uh, and have in the past. And Cecina will be good again with David Baker back. Uh, Luke Trailer takes over at quarterback, and I know uh, Ott Hurl, the coach there at Cecina, is excited about him uh, getting his opportunity. And uh, Tyshawn Woods is another guy, too, who's really explosive at running back and linebacker. Uh, for Cecina. Triton Central, again, too, is also a, a really good program in 2A. And then Lutheran uh, is probably the team to – they're ranked number one in the state in 1A going into the season. So Indianapolis Lutheran will be a team to watch uh, in 1A for sure. So, uh, Logan, again, I you know appreciate you coming on. What else, you know, in, in the in the first week of the season, tell, you know, tell the uh, listeners a little bit about what you guys are doing at the MIC Network and uh, kind of what you guys have. Uh, I don't know you don't know your full schedule, but, but kind of what you have coming up this year. Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to, to a lot of exciting action in, in the MIC. Uh, you know, we think there are a couple teams here that could be playing down at Lucas Oil uh, come November, and uh, we, we definitely will be there to cover that. Obviously, we'll always be on uh, IndyStar.com, and uh, we're looking forward to, to continuing into next week. Uh, we'll have Warren Central and Louisville Trinity. We'll have that. We'll have... Uh, Pike and Carmel, Pike and Ben Davis as well. Uh, pick up some uh, some big teams there and see how their seasons are going. So we're looking forward to a great year, uh, and, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun following kind of what is a, a wide open mick uh, this season. Right. We look forward to work, working with you guys again this year. We're going to have something a little different too at IndyStar.com on Friday. You can check it out. Uh, right around kickoff time if you're not out at a game or even if you are at a game and we just want to check it out uh, at IndyStar.com. It's our Friday Night Lights. It's kind of like a, sort of like an NFL Red Zone idea where you kind of bounce around to different games and uh, Justin Mack and Matt Glenesque uh, will be in there uh, hosting that show. I'll have a, a little pre-produced segment on what to look for uh, going into the week. So looking forward to that. I'm hoping one of these Fridays I can – uh, get in there and also be a part of that and, and kind of see how it all works and, and help out in there. Uh, but normally I'm going to be out at the games on Friday night. That's what I enjoy. And uh, one of the always one of the highlights of my uh, job is to be out on Friday nights. So that's where I'd rather uh, spend my time. But, hey, it's a really cool thing. I'm look, you know, Get on there and check it out Friday. I think it's going to be really neat uh, for the viewers and uh, kind of give people an idea of, of uh, you know, other games that are happening in real time as, as, as they happen. So uh, that'll be a cool thing on IndyStar.com as well. So uh, looking forward to the games. Uh, again, Friday night, uh, Center Grove Warren, Ben Davis at Brownsburg, uh, Carmel at Trinity, Burbuff at Chittard. Uh, doubleheader at Lucas Oil includes Fish, uh, Fishers North Central and Columbus North Avon, uh, LC, HSE, Cathedral Noblesville. You've got a lot of really good games uh, on down the line that first week. And, you know, I think we, we get an idea of kind of what is to come uh, based off what happens that first week of games. So get out to a football game on Friday night, and uh, and we'll be back again with you next week. Thanks for joining us.